Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Oh, hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. <laughs> We're totally jazzed to be. I don't think jazz is what they say. Yeah. <laughs> We're jazzed. I am quite excited to be here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am lit. <laughs> I'm Fueg. <laughs> is that how they use that? I'm Fueg. Yo soy Fuego. <laughs> Yo soy Fago. Where are my juggalos at? Oh, I wish you watched that movie last year with the juggalos. I think you would have thought it was funny. I'm sure I would have, but I missed it. One of very few movies that I missed from last year. Yeah. And there's so many movies that I am intentionally missing from this year. Like all these Netflix movies. I'm just like, let them pass. Just let them. I learned my lesson last year. Yeah. It was funny because last year. I remember we were nearing 100 and you're like, I'm going to hit 200. And there's like, there's, there's no way. And then we both eclipsed 200. I don't even know if we're going to hit 100 this year. Uh, what are you at? I am, I just hit 30, I believe. Yeah, I'm at like 32 or something. I'm, I might have, let me see. You son of a bitch. <sighs> I got to go off now. <laughs> yeah. We're not even, in, now I am watching all those Netflix movies. <laughs> got to go off and get off. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm at 31. I'm going to hit 50 by the end of the week. I hope so. <laughs> I'm at 31. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, 30 for me. Bill and Ted is actually number 30 for me. It's the most recent from 2020. Nice. Nope. I am at 32. Just looked. Oh, is there one you forgot? Yeah. Forgot the New Mutants. Which, oh, okay. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did a similar thing. I thought I was at 29. And then I remembered because I was doing some research, not for the next movie we're reviewing, which spoiler alert for the Swampies, we're recording two episodes tonight. And I don't know if you noticed this ahead of time, Mr. Colin, both of which time is a major plot element to the movie that we're doing. Yeah, I know. I wonder if, uh, if the watches in this movie were made by the same company that made the watches for the other movie. Maybe one can only hope, (laughs) but what I will say is I was looking into some stuff because in the movie we're doing next week, which I guess we could just tell the swampies it's, it's going to be tenant. Yeah. Just to get them pumped. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Kenneth Brana, am I saying his name right? I think. Yeah. You're saying his name, right? um, Gilderoy Lockhart, baby, but he's in that. And last night, the night before recording this, uh, I watched Dunkirk, which I guess we'll talk more about on the Tenet episode, but I, I, I recognized him and I was like, 
I couldn't remember his name, so I looked it up. And um, in doing so, I forgot how we got here. <laughs> Something about time, Bill and Ted. They both got watches. Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> Dunkirk. Yeah. We're doing. Why did I bring it up in the first place? I don't know. <laughs> Do you have some somewhere that was going? Yeah, there was going somewhere. I can't. I can't believe I lost it. Oh no, jaw! <laughs> I was. It was funny though last night because uh, you texted me and you were like, "I'm watching Dunkirk net right now." I got like the the subwoofer on, is jiggling my butt cheeks, and I was like, "Bro!" And then I sent you a picture. <laughs> I was watching Inception at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Fuck! I'm so mad. What were we? Why did I need to bring that up? I've never done this on the show before. I'm not going to cut this out. This is real life. You can't. You've left too much bad shit on my end. And <laughs> I have not. I make you look like a goddess. <laughs> it's like one where I'm eating a Whopper <laughs> on the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did leave that in. That was funny, though. That was for the bit. And it wasn't a bit. You were actually eating a Whopper on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's your own fault. This is going to eat me alive for the rest of this episode. Oh, we were talking about we were talking about how many movies we had watched. So I looked up mm-hmm. Kevin Browna because I recognized him in Dunkirk from Tenet. That's where I was going. So the reason I bring him up is because he was in another movie from 2020 that I saw that I had forgotten to add to my list. So that's why I was actually at 30 because I totally forgot that I watched that fucking dog shit movie artemis fowl oh yeah yeah and he's yeah. in that <laughs> yeah i was gonna say which one is he in because i didn't and then i remember that i i skipped artemis fowl but i yeah i know that he's in that <laughs> yeah i forgot he was in that and i completely forgot why i brought him up in the first place glad it came back to me but yeah so i was looking at my list and i was just like i was like wait a minute did i add artemis fowl to it and i looked and i'm like no, it's not. Well, this is going to be a real easy F, though. <laughs> just, just threw it right down at the bottom. It's actually not the bottom bottom, I don't think. I don't remember. No spoilers for the uh, the duties for this year. Although the duties this year is pretty much just going to be our top 10 and bottom. It's going to look like the first year duties, what my <laughs> list was like. Yeah. I only saw like 27 movies. I um, It's actually been really nice. Me and Brianna have just been watching a ton of movies lately. So I'm hoping to like start watching more you know, 2020 stuff, but I keep, I keep wanting to show her new stuff. So I think we're watching Arrival tomorrow night and, Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And I told you we watched, uh, I showed her interstellar for the first time recently. Yeah. And, um, which is ballsy. That was a ballsy move. I told you, I feel like that's a movie you should have shown her before you moved in with her. (laughs) Because if, if she watched that and hated it, that might've changed your, decision to move you you would have been uh really happy with her actually because uh one i knew she was gonna like it because like that's also like a heady like sci-fi movie that's up her alley also but uh afterwards afterwards she was just like she was like yeah like you should have shown me this one first and i was like first is in what like i don't what movie did i show you first and she's like we watched that other space movie like last year and it sucked and i was like what movie was that and then she was like i don't i forget what it's called i was like gravity and she's like yeah that one <laughs> yes that's my girl <laughs> yeah fuck gravity that movie sucks yeah it was funny because no. i think when we watched that because gravity is much shorter like gravity is like an hour and a half and i think we were i was like 
Interstellar or Gravity? And then we were on like a time limit. So I was like, we'll put on Gravity. So we watched Gravity instead. I think that was because Interstellar is almost three hours uh, long, you know? Worth every minute of it. Yeah, man. But we'll save that conversation for next week's episode, a.k.a. in like two hours when we start recording that episode. So we're yeah. almost there. You and me, we're almost there. But actually, I, I think that would be like a... That would have been a good question for the 31st uh, birthday episode is like kind of what movies are your measuring stick when you're like introducing movies to some like like for me, like I think I joked to you because like uh, I'm I'm kind of like n- new back on the dating scene. He's back and I'm, on I'm the talking prowl. to ladies. He's finger gunning back on the prowl. <laughs> <laughs> The claws are out. <laughs> the boy's got a black suit on, walking down the street, finger gunning. <laughs> did I send that to you? Yeah, you did. And it reminded me, though, that's one okay. of my, my favorite bit, because, again, like I was going back and putting older episodes on YouTube. In the Spider-Man episode, when we talk about Spider-Man 3, you do an impression of Sam Raimi, and you're like, Spider-Man, walking oh, yeah. down the street on machismo. <laughs> finger, yeah. finger, gunning finger gunning at broads. At broads. <laughs> <laughs> well that's basically my life now that's how that's the only way i know how to get about uh, approaching a female mm-hmm. is to put on a black suit put push over my emo hair and just finger gun and gyrate down the street like an asshole dance i dig on this and then yeah if you want the hit rate is insane yeah i know and i was gonna say and if you want to throw like the bad boy thing in it you can quote Topher grace in that movie and say i like being bad it makes me happy <laughs> Yeah, I do. I it's that's actually in my Tinder profile. It's, that's my whole bio. I like being bad, it makes me happy. Yeah, but but no, like I said, I think I said to you, I'm like, if I can show somebody the lighthouse and they're not just like, what the fuck is this? At the end, I'm like, that's a keeper. That's how you. That's how you weed out the wifeies from the litter. <laughs> for me, at least for me. Mm. Ex Machina might be up there. Like that might be one where I'm like, okay, if you like this, we can too. we can we can chill. I don't know. It's honestly like, can you handle a hard hitting drama that'll tear your heart out, and can you keep up with some like heavy like deep sci fi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like that's that's a lot of what I like to watch, and then I also like the stupid comedies. Honestly, if you just have if you have an open mind and you want to experience movies, that's what I'm looking for. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what Will Ferrell said. But we have... Yeah. <laughs> but we do have new movies to talk about again. This is the second week in a row we've gotten to talk about a 2020 movie that you can see in theaters question mark i know this is playing in the drive-in but is this in movie theaters right now too it's not playing over near me um i know this went vod so right i think maybe some places have it but i think in general the most people are seeing it vod so um but yeah i mean i don't really care we had like a really dry spell there with where there's just nothing coming out so we're actually getting stuff and we're getting stuff that we're interested in like you know there was a few months yeah. where there was movies that we were doing, but there were movies that we were kind of just like doing it to do it or like it was just out. And some of them, we liked them. Like I know uh, Vivarium we really liked and stuff like that. But uh, I think, mm-hmm. I think yeah, we've was a good had one. like, we've had 
Bill and Ted on the radar for a while. Obviously, we had Tenet, uh, Mulan's coming up, Wonder Woman's coming up. Like now, there's all movies that we've done trailer parks to. We've been talking about it for a while, so that's all really cool, you know. And you can go yeah. back to the theater, which, yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about the theater stuff on next episode, but honestly, we probably should have done Mulan before doing Bill and Ted and before doing Tenet, but I think we were more interested in seeing these other ones and less interested in paying like $30 to stream it from Disney. Yeah. Both came out before Mulan. Well, I will say that in our, you know, to defend us. Mulan came out first. I don't think so. I think Mulan came out this week. Oh, I don't know. Don't necessarily care too much. I think I think the Swampies can wait for Mulan. I'm sure not everybody wants to spend thirty dollars to yeah. see it. Not to say I, I don't even know what any of the word is about the movie. But I'm not, gonna, I'm not really too concerned. I'm not gonna tell you what it is or anything, but I told my brother, like, I was like, oh, Mulan's Rotten Tomato scores are up. And I said, and I guessed, I was like, it's going to be exactly like this. And I clicked on the page and it was spot on. So when we do that episode, okay. I'll tell you, you'll see by the numbers. Oh, well, I know you're a numbers guy. Oh, yes. I've never been, I've never been much of a numbers guy. I don't know, maybe it's because I spent too much time at the trailer park. This is my remote to the sound bar. <laughs> That's it's like a so it's like good. a pressure bar from like a closet. Yeah. That's so for hilarious. the swampies, a little behind the scenes, I set up a new recording corner in my room, and I got some sound sound panels behind me. I got some T-shirts on the wall that don't fit me anymore because the boy got big, and. Um, I'm just a little bit too far away from the soundboard to push the theme songs and the fart sounds and all of that. And uh, I have a remote for my phone. I have a remote for the light, but I don't have a remote for that. So I just used a pressure bar from a closet to reach the button. <laughs> it looked like a like a pool skimmer, like duct tape to a broom handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish it was something crazy. It's actually just like forks and knives just all taped together yeah. and like a long, like <laughs> flimsy, like it's really hard to control. It's actually, you have a contraption where like it starts off with like a marble and you drop it in a thing. It's like mousetrap and it's just like. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. What's that? It's like, um, what's it? Oh, man, there's a name for it. It's like a guy's name. I'm not going to think of it now. My brain's been shot today, which is crazy because, like, I haven't been doing anything. I've just been drinking a lot of water and being a good guy. <laughs> your brain function has to do based on your personality. I'm a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> I should be thinking, thinking on so many levels right now. My IQ is. Dude, up I'm there. like. I'm like super nice and I got a full tank of gas earlier. Like, I don't get why I can't remember anything. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm being responsible. I walk people. And I didn't the even street. let it get down to E. <laughs> yeah, I filled it up when there's like an eighth of a tank left. I didn't even let the, the low gas thing come on. I'm like, I'm taking care of everything. I don't know why I'm forgetting stuff. Yeah, filling up your, your tank of gas, like at like you get to like half and you fill it back at, way up. That's like, that's a power move, you know? Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. That's some big dick energy. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. what I'm trying to throw out there. Yeah. <laughs> the yo girl, I fill up my tank single. even if I still got half a tank left. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. 
You know what kind of man Daddy I am? always riding on full. <laughs> I was going to say, you know what kind of man I am? I'm the kind of man who fills up his gas tank even though it's only half, half full. <laughs> oh, <Ooh>. shit. <laughs> Save some for the rest of us, guy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what are we, what are we talking today? Well, we're talking a movie that is unlike any other movie unless you consider it exactly like a thousand different movies that have come out in the last 10 years. <laughs> this episode is about to get real silly. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Grass World. <laughs> the Grass World. <laughs> it's the sequel to Water World. <laughs> Where and, instead, and the all of the water the disappears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the water disappears and everything becomes grass. Even the <laughs> desert becomes grass. All of the ice melts into grass. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now we're Grass talk- world. We're talking Greenland. And... Oh, that's what it was. I, I thought you were doing a bit. Did you actually forget it? <laughs> you called it I grass actually forgot world. the real name of the movie. <laughs> 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 I forgot... I forgot the name of the movie, so I decided if I'm going to get the name wrong, I got to go really wrong. That way it seems like it's just for the bit and that I'm not a complete idiot. Nice, nice. Well, I love that. I'm, I'm calling it yeah, grass I probably shouldn't have admitted on. that. <laughs> but a uh, little, I'm not going to go super deep, but th- this movie's semi-special for me and Sky because when we first started uh, doing the show, you know, before we'd even recorded and we were kind of setting up stuff, a movie that we talked about all the time just to make fun of was Geostorm. So yeah, another disaster movie with Gerard Butler's coming out. And I was like, bro, we have to do an episode on this shit. <laughs> so, and uh, you know what? This it's is our chance. It's <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, it's funny because it is written by someone who worked on a movie that I really hated last year. Oh, yeah. little? Nope, no. Um, another Gerard Butler movie. Oh, uh, is it one the Olympus has fallen or whatever? Yeah, yeah, baby. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, cool. The the director of this was the director of Angel Has Fallen, which. Did not. Oh, Angels Fallen. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, who cares? (laughs) Who gives a shit? Same thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, I, I mean, you could probably guess what we think of this already, but um, yeah, man, I, I think we are going to do an episode on this, Joe, just because it, I think it'll make a good episode, but Gerard Butler, he's uh, the star, the star of this, of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that means. Yeah. Something. And uh, yeah, Rick Roman Waugh is the the director, and then Chris uh, Sparling is the writer on it. Um, I actually think like as far as his uh, like Rotten Tomato scores go, he generally has some good stuff. I think he wrote Buried that came out like hmm. like ten years ago, and I think that's got like a respectable score on there. So I don't know, maybe it's gonna be good. I now whenever I see Gerard Butler, I'm just like. <laughs> hard pass <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you're not wrong for doing so i actually haven't watched this trailer have you watched this trailer yeah i've watched it a few times i actually sh- actually showed uh this trailer to um to uh, my brother recently because i was just like you want to see you want to see some dumb shit 
<laughs> okay. Well, I'm excited to watch it. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, you want you want to get into it then? Yeah, why wait? Let's do it. Clark, this uh, interstellar comet. Right? I, mean, it's <laughs> yeah, big news. I don't see Clark. Oh, maybe he's still sleeping. Dad. <laughs> he's Dad. a family. Yeah, no. He's a family man, but also has muscles. It's more of the same. <laughs> Whoa. Where are they going? I don't know. When the first chunk is about to hit. Hits? Only part of it. It's going in the ocean. Two. Would you look at that? One. Wait, what is the explosion? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. That the fragment has hit Central Florida. Oh, my God. Wait, are some more pieces going to hit? Come on, let's go. But the sky's on fire. Two days. They got it all wrong. There's a ton of fragments. Planet killers. Fucking Space fragment sky. Predicting an extinction level event. We're gonna be together. All right, get him. We're just trying to get to safety. They've been tracking the military flights there to bunkers no in Greenland. It's their only chance. Wait, who's his wife? It keeps showing her in quick flashes. We'll find him. That's okay. Clark's largest fragment. His wife in the movie is. I'm trying to remember the character's name. I'm gonna get um, my family. It's uh, Deadpool's wife. I know you will. Okay, that's who I thought it was. Vanessa if you and Deadpool. Yeah, 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 I can remember her name. Shelter immediately. What is it? What's going on? If you are hearing this oh, John, go. Come on, John. Drive the car. Seek shelter immediately. Why is it called Greenland? Who the fuck knows? Maybe I'm just being hypercritical of it, but I just think it looks so stupid. I mean, we've seen how many of these movies happen? Yeah. Ever since like ever since like um The Rock. I mean, the movie The Rock, but also everything The Rock has been in on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the, this has never been a genre that does anything for me. Like uh, 2012, uh, San Andreas, because that was about the San Andreas fault, right? And that yeah. was like the earthquake and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a rock movie. Um, volcano, like things like that. Like, they just weren't, they never really did anything for me. Yeah, me neither. I mean, it's funny because some people consider... See, disaster movies, I take them, the, I think, the way that you're talking about them, where it's like a natural disaster is basically the enemy of the movie. There are some people that consider, like, Independence Day, like, a, you know, a disaster movie. I, I don't go by no, that. That's, but, a, that's yeah. an action movie. <clears throat> but you have an antagonist and a protagonist. Yeah. And there's and it's aliens, yeah, I know exactly. Whenever I think of disaster movies, I almost feel like the like the peak of like disaster movies is like fucking 
like the twister day, the day yeah i would twister's a good one that's actually the right answer i was gonna say like the day after tomorrow or something like there's not many really good ones yeah so that one was big that even that like i didn't it didn't strike me as as much as it seemed like a lot of other people liked it like i feel like a lot of people really liked the day after tomorrow when it came out and i was just like i don't know like, it just wasn't for me yeah yeah i, I agree um I mean, it's no deep blue sea. <laughs> it's no uh, Piranha 3D. Oh, man. I mean, I have Piranha on Blu-ray. And uh, first of all, it's 3 double D. <laughs> of course it is. That's real. I know it is. And uh, <laughs> and I have it because it's so campy. But, like, it knows what it's... It knows it's shitty. Like, it's not trying to be anything other than, like, a campy horror movie. So I'll give that one a pass. You watch yourself, sir. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'll check myself. Yeah. Is this gonna... Is this supposed to be theatrical release? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. I think it comes out in a couple weeks. I think um this and... I think this and Antebellum come out on the same day. Or, like, a week apart or something like that. Um... Oh, okay. But I, I'm sure that I'm pretty sure that they're both slated to come out in theaters within the same like time frame. Um Oh good. <laughs> yeah. That was I was that'd, just looking at that. That'd the be other a day. really shitty month. Yeah. <laughs> There's some good things in that month though, because I think like Wonder Woman's like the week before. But um oh, okay. yeah, because I was gonna say I was looking at that. Like we have movies out and I've gone to the theater now and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I want to go back, but there's like nothing out except for what I've seen. So, um, I was looking to see like when things are being released. And I think at this, it's either the same week or the weekend before those two movies come out, but I'm pretty sure that this is going to be in theaters. And it was funny cause I was like trying to block out a schedule for us. And I was like, I really want to put Greenland, but is Sky going to go to the movie the movie theater to see Greenland? <laughs> well, hopefully by then New York is opened. Yeah. I am really not the bis- biggest Gerard Butler fan. Like, He's done some okay stuff, but in general, I feel like if you look back at his last few years, it's pretty rough because it's like, I'm not even, I'm not going to count like how to train your dragon and shit like that because it doesn't count. He's, but like Gerard he's Butler movies. Yeah. He's, um, he's the voice. He's a stoic. Did I, say oh. he's the, did I say he's the voice? He's the voice of Hiccup's dad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, I'm like, he's the voice in the movie. <laughs> he's the voice. He's the only voice in the movie. Yeah, he does all the characters. You yeah, know, he's uh he's Hiccup's dad in those movies, but if you look at like his last few movies, Angels I, Fallen. I've got to find my dragon. <laughs> That's me trying to be Gerard Butler doing Jay Baruchel, but it actually just sounds like little Nicky. I was going to say if you do Jay Baruchel, dad, you need to find some better movies to act in. <laughs> Dad, there's only fallen. two things that I know you need to be in better movies and I gotta find my dragon <laughs> it's all fucking some other dragon <laughs> <laughs> that spitty fuck go back and listen to our how to train your dragon episode <laughs> but uh yeah like Angel has fallen like he did Geostorm um like Gods of Egypt, um, the vanishing. I about that. I don't remember if I if I watched the vanishing last year. I know you did. Um, 
Yeah. What was the, what did I say about it in the book? I remember it was something awesome. <laughs> I think it was like, if you oh. like the lighthouse, but wanted more men in it. Yeah. I think that was one. I think also for the genre, it was just like mystery thriller beards. Yeah. That's what it was. That was the good part. <laughs> I actually did see, I saw the vanishing. Uh, I completely forgot that I watched it, but I did watch it. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty forgettable. Yeah, it's very forgettable. That's a like I really haven't enjoyed a Gerard Butler film since I kind of want to say 300. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. I'd have to look at all his whole catalog. I feel like he might have cheated in some way and maybe he had like a small role in a much better movie. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I'm not counting how to train your dragon, but like, yeah, yeah, Um I don't know, man. In terms of a vehicle for him, yeah, I don't, I don't blame him. Yeah, I'm excited for this movie only in the sense that if it is completely horrible, it'll be a really fun episode to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I don't want to watch it. Sometimes we pick movies that we're like, this will be fun. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking about the fanatic the other day. I convinced my one friend to get a Fred Durst tattoo. Oh shit! Did he? Well, he, he texted me today and it was just like, I think I'm going to get a Fred Durst tattoo. And I'm like, oh, and we have a mutual friend who's a tattoo artist. And the idea that I pitched him was that uh, we would get a like, uh, like a bro tattoo, like not matching tattoos, but we would get like combined tattoos. So like I would get a chocolate starfish and he would get hot dog flavored water. It'd just be like <laughs> a cup of water with a hot dog in it. Yeah. I mean, I, like I told that. him I would do the hot dog water if he wanted the chocolate starfish. It, doesn't, it honestly doesn't matter to me, but, like, I would totally get a bro tattoo of a chocolate <laughs> starfish and a hot dog flavored water. You should just get a tattoo of, like, a red fitted hat, but then, like, put, like, an emblem on it as if it's, like, a Mario hat, but have, like, S on it, and then whatever your friend's initial is, do it like that. <laughs> oh, that'd be cute. Be cute. So nice. But, yeah, yeah. man, you got anything else on, on Greenland? I don't. Let's get the fuck out of here and try and find some water. All the world is grass. It's grass world. God damn it. Doesn't my movie sound so much cooler than just another meteor or volcanic like disaster movie? Dude, that part where he gets blown back by the seismic wave kills me. Oh, the, the, <laughs> that CGI is so bad. It's so crappy. That was like sci-fi channel level. Yeah. And then like he's like yeah. out, he's out running a meteor shower. <laughs> like why? <man? laughs> it's not how it works. Yeah. Oh jeez. Oh man. It should be fun. But yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I was gonna say, but here we are. We're talking Bill and Ted face the music. Now, I have a question before we get into everything. What's your what's your relationship yes. with the with the other two? With excellent adventure and what is it bogus journey? Yeah, bogus journey and excellent yeah, bog- adventure. Bogus journey. Um, I think mine is very similar to most people's our age. If I if I said that sentence correctly, is I've probably seen Excellent Adventure five hundred times, and four hundred and eighty five of those times it was on like Comedy Central. Yeah, so it's just playing all the time. I just remember seeing that movie on TV constantly but i always enjoyed it and i always liked it uh bogus journey is definitely a step down 
and I have less of a connection to it. And I think that's most people. Yeah, I was going to say, I think most people have seen Excellent Adventure multiple times and they've seen Bogus Journey like once. <laughs> yeah, which almost makes it surprising that they would want to revisit, but I think there's other reasons for that. I think, one, it's super popular to, to do that right now. Nostalgia is like really big right now, especially in these... Uh, in these weird, weird times that we're living in, even pre-Rona, just like the state of the rest of the world, people are looking for stuff to remind them of simpler days. So I see why they did that. Plus Keanu is like crazy hot right now. His his like renaissance of his career has been just awesome to watch. So yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, I think that a lot of the the steam going into this movie is coming off of excellent adventure, not so much bogus journey or the package of those two movies. I think a lot of it's really propelled just from how big of a success excellent adventure was. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I think there's, they pull from both movies, but we'll, we'll get into all of that, but just going off the, you know, the, what we do every time the director is Dean Paris. So he was the director on galaxy quest. I don't know if you've seen galaxy quest or not. Love that movie. Yeah, that's that's definitely, I think that's his best movie. Um, he also did like Fun with Dick and Jane and stuff like that. Um, I like that one too. Yeah, it's funny. Fun with Dick and Jane has a super low Rotten Tomato score, but I, I, like, I don't love it, but I enjoyed it when I saw it. It was fun. Yeah. Um, the writer on this, though, there's, there's two of them, Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. They were both of the writers on Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey, because that's cool. I think we talked about that when we did the trailer park. You know, they they both came back for this, so they probably had a reason. But um, Chris Matheson was also the writer on a Goofy movie. I've, I've actually never had, like, a connection to that movie, but I know a lot of people love a Goofy movie. And um, Ed Solomon was actually the writer on the Super Mario Brothers movie and Men in Black, so it's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then obviously you have Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves playing Bill and Ted again. Uh, I really like the cast on this movie, though, because Samara Weaving is in it. She's playing the daughter of Bill. Kristen Schaal is in this movie. She's playing someone from the future, Kelly. Um, Bridget Lundy Payne. She's playing George Carlin's daughter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Apparently there was talk that they wanted to, like, possibly try and do, like, a CGI version of him, and then they just decided to not go with that route. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. But uh, Bridget Lundy Payne, she plays Ted's daughter. But she did a great job. We'll get to that. Uh, William Sadler's back in this as death. And I, I was like pretty stoked that Jillian Bell just showed up. Like I didn't think she was, I didn't know she was in the movie, but she plays a psychiatrist. She's uh, Dr. Taylor Wood. And there's a bunch of other yep. like, like kind of cool cameos. Dave Grohl's in this movie, Kid Cuddy. So, but yep. yeah, man. Um, same thing with you. I've, I've actually, I haven't seen it. Cause you said you've seen it like 500 times. I've seen Bill and Ted's excellent adventure like twice, like really not that much. And I've seen bogus journey once. So oh, I don't, okay. yeah, like there was, I've never really had like a suit, you know, huge attachment to these movies, but I, I agree. Excellent adventure is much better than the sequel. But, um, if you're a fan of those two movies or even just one of them, I think you're going to enjoy this because we'll just start here. They pull a lot from other movies and uh, mm -hmm. I think they do a really good job of like capturing what Bill and Ted is about. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And that's something that 
that kind of stood out throughout the movie. And something else that I liked about uh, the this movie and then just them being on like the press tour and stuff because like Keanu talked about like, well, Bill and Ted were never like stoners. They're just kind of like simple. Like yeah. they're they're kind hearted, good people, but they're also just like airheads. Like they're just idiots. Mm-hmm. But they're like they never mean to do anybody harm. Like like they're not um like they're definitely because like the whole the whole premise of the first movie is like you know, they're they are cutting cutting corners trying to like, you know, get their way and stuff like that, but it's not like a Ferris Bueller y thing where like Ferris Bueller love love the movie and everything, not taking shots at him, but like as a character, it's like he's kind of manipulative and he's like people are harmed by his actions, you know? Yeah. Whereas Bill and Ted are just, they're just kind, like they're, they're not hurting anybody. Yeah. That's actually one thing that I really like about their characters in general is they have kind of this, like they're like they're man childs or man children, but they're not, they don't do it in the way that like a Will Ferrell movie would like, they have a very like innocent, charm to them like they're just yeah they're good people and they're just they're just dumb but it's not something where it's like over the top like obnoxious and you don't hate them like you actually root for them so and i think like that kind of tone crosses over just with the whole tone of the movie if that makes any sense i don't know if i said that right but like i think overall something that i just liked about this movie is how like this movie just has like a like a nice happy charm to it. Like I felt very like just happy while watching this movie. And there's a lot of comedies that yeah, like it's a feel good flick. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of like comedies where I feel like they might be more I don't know if it's cynical is the right word or like sarcastic or whatever, but I feel like it was just nice to have just like a movie that was just like we just want to make people happy type thing. At least that's what I got from this. Yeah, this movie's very earnest. Their characters are very earnest. I think that's, I think that's uh, apparent in like all of them, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think they did a really good job, and it makes sense too when you mention that it's the same writers from the first two. Like, that they really did a a great job in carrying on the legacy of the characters. You know, like I feel like they didn't miss a step. We didn't lose any pieces of these characters or what we liked about the characters from the first movies. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's something that even if it is the same writers, it could be hard to pull off when it's what 20 plus close to 30 years removed from the first one. Yeah. Yeah. It is close to 30, I think, but, um, which is crazy to think. I, I completely agree with you. I was actually not to the same degree because this movie that I'm about to talk about is rated R, but just kind of, the way it's kind of the way it made me feel. I felt like there, this movie had a lot of similarities to Jane silent Bob reboot. I don't know if you felt that way or not, but it just a lot of heart to it. There's a lot of things that yeah. they bring back from older movies. Um, they're working on father daughter dynamics. Yeah. They're working on that dynamic. There was just a lot of things like when I saw Jane silent Bob reboot, I felt like I was like, man, this had like a lot of like care put into it in the script and just like these characters and doing the fans right like that's like a big thing is we want to make the fans of these movies happy and 
I think they did that perfectly in this just because again, there's a lot of returning characters. They got a lot of actors back from older, you know, from the other movies and they do like fun things with their characters that you would only know if you've seen the other two movies. Yeah. Now, one thing that was kind of weird for me, and I don't know if this happened to you, and this is superficial. I know this, and I shouldn't I shouldn't even say it, but Keanu looks so much older without his facial hair. He does, yeah. Right? Like, I'm not crazy, because, like, I know he's the same. He's, act, he's older than he was in the John Wick movies, because this came out after, so that's how time works, unless you're Christopher Nolan, which, again, we'll talk about next week. But... <laughs> But I know he's older than he was in those movies, but he looks like 10 times younger or at least 10 years younger in the John Wick movies just from the facial hair as opposed to this. I'm like, wow, he looks a lot older, you know? Yeah. Brianna said the same thing. And she was just like, Keanu looks kind of old in this movie. And I was like, yeah, well, like he is getting older. I was like, but you watch him in John Wick and he's got like a full full thing of facial hair you can't really see also he's beating the shit out of everybody so <laughs> it doesn't look like yeah it. you don't even think about his age yeah but then um i always forget the other guys alex winters yeah that's his name mm-hmm. okay he looks like if they put old guy prosthetics on him when he was in the first movie like <laughs> the way he aged he looks he looks like he's wearing a prosthetic like face or like when um when they're just like the FBI is looking for somebody who's been on the run for like, they've been missing for 25 years. This is what we think they might look like now. Yeah. That's exactly what he looks like, <laughs> but in real life again, superficial. I know, but it, it was something that caught my eye immediately. I'm like, Hmm. Time is a motherfucker. <laughs> Time's getting to them. Speaking of Keanu, we love him in, in the John Wick movies. That's his wheelhouse. I'm excited for the Matrix 4. I kind of wish he did a little bit more comedy like mixed in there just because like in the last couple years, he's done this, which I thought he was very funny in. He did Toy Story 4, which I thought he was really funny in. And I thought he was yep. the best part of Always Be My Maybe. And uh, Agreed on all accounts. Yeah, so I was just like, I was watching it and I was like, <laughs> I know he's like the action guy and he's the guy that like is going to kill you. But I feel I feel like he should do more comedy. Maybe maybe as he gets older, he'll start doing more comedy rather than like the action stuff. Because I think he's really good in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of where he started. Although I can't even say that because like Speed really broke him out. That's an action movie. And then like he occasionally does like these like they're not even romantic comedies. They're just like straight up like romance movies. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think it especially translates really well like. Like the comedy and always be my maybe is because he he's pl- the joke is on him almost, but he's like in on it. Like he's he's okay taking the piss. Like he doesn't take himself too seriously. Like I think just by virtue of him being like a genuinely like cool nice guy in real life, when he gets to play in like comedies, it's just like he's he's funny because he commits fully to the bit. And then in a movie like this where you're playing a character who is you know honest and nice and has good intentions and stuff. And that's how you carry yourself in real life. I think it just translates really easily for him. So Mm -hmm. he does a good job going off that in general. What did you think of like the comedy in this movie? It's pretty good. Um, I would say 
that the first Bill and Ted movie is not like a knee slapper, like gut busting laugh out loud movie for me anyways. I think it's like how you described it where like you watch it and you, it's, you feel good. Like you're having a fun time, but you're not necessarily like cracking up. Like it's um, the, the style of humor is a little bit more tame. Like, you know, they're not, it, there's not really like an edginess to it. Mm-hmm. And there's not really anything like um, there's nothing like blue or like dark or twisted about it, which definitely like hits much harder for me in terms of comedy and like what I personally like, but I watch it and I'm like, this is fun. Like I'm having a really good time watching this. And I think this movie does that exact same thing. There are a couple times where I laugh. It was almost all from that robot, which is like a new character. It was funny because I the robot that we're talking about, it's this robot called like his he's presented to be like the ultimate killing machine. But then he like opens up the second half of the movie and his name is uh, Dennis Caleb McCoy. (laughs) It's like so stupid. But I know I the fact that that's his name loved that. And just once they basically uh, because I guess minor spoiler i don't know if that matters but like they they basically kind of like fuck up his mission and like mess with his brain and he's just like what am i supposed to do now i don't i don't know what i'm supposed to do and they're just like dude like we can't help you with this right now and he's like having like a like a mental breakdown basically and then from that moment on like every every scene that he's in and everything that he says i'm just like that's fucking hilarious like yeah it was it was all stupid but i was just like this is great. Like, it is so funny. <laughs> it was funny because I watched this also with Brianna and she hated that character. And I loved that character. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> she, the, she was the whole time. She's just like, this robot's got to go. This guy's fucking annoying. I was like, this guy fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah. He's the Don't man. touch a dentist like that. Yeah. It's Dennis Caleb McCoy. <laughs> There's a, like I was going to say with the comedy, I, I didn't laugh like super hard, like at any point. But I got like chuckles or like a decent laugh pretty frequent throughout the entirety of the runtime. Like there wasn't really like a part where I was like sitting there for like 20 minutes, like with, you know, not amused by anything. So like definitely I think Dennis Caleb McCoy is like one of the standouts for me. I I love them with the fake muscles, though, like with the awesome prosthetics when they're in jail. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I, yeah, I, I liked the bits when they kept running into their, like, themselves in the future. And, like, yeah. when they're playing in the bar, like, at, like, an open mic or something like that. Mm-hmm. I like the bit, too. Um, <laughs> I like the bit with, like, the uh, marriage counseling a little bit just because it oh, was yeah. so, yeah, it was, like, I don't know why I thought it was so funny. It was just because they're, they're not being, they're not, like, assholes to their wives they're just so oblivious to how how much they like love each other i guess it's just it's funny (laughs) yeah they're just such close bros they are there are a few negatives i want to get to but one last thing with just like the characters and stuff the girl who plays bill's daughter no no it's ted's daughter because it's a keanu reeves daughter keanu's daughter yeah keanu's daughter uh bridget lundy Payne. she might be the best part of this whole movie for me just because oh, really her mannerisms for Ted were spot on. Like she did a really good job. It was funny. Cause I went into it being like, 
oh, Samara Weaving's in this movie. Like, can't wait to see her. And then I thought the other girl was like the the standout between the two of them. Yeah, I think I would actually agree with that. And I think that's a good thing that you brought that up because that will catapult us into the next part for me at least. Because mm-hmm. I do have a negative in relation to the daughters. And it's not their fault. I actually wanted to see more of them. I feel like I feel like they weren't used very well in the movie. Like I feel like um I don't know. I just kind of wish there was something more going on with them, a little bit more of a focus. Like I, cause at a certain point in the movie, the story splinters on these two tracks where it's like Bill and Ted's journey and then their journey. Mm-hmm. And I feel like their part of the journey was lacking substance. Like I feel their, like that part of it felt a little hollow. Their part of the journey is very excellent adventure esque. Yeah, but it's it's repetitive, and I feel like it's not, um, in the long run, adding to much of the movie. It adds to the climax because they basically provide everything. But like when I said earlier that I think if you've watched the other ones, I think you'll enjoy this. That's like they they kind of take a lot of bits from other things, like other points in the movie, and like they have kind of like essentially the fetch quest in the original one where they have to get all the people from history to help them pass their exam. In this, it's basically they have to go back and get all these musicians from the, like the greatest musicians from the past to make this super band. So I was just kind of like, yeah. okay, I, I see what you're doing. You're like, it's a throwback to an older movie, but right. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of agree with you. Like I wish they could have done something a little bit more unique, I guess. Not even just unique, but I just feel like if you gave them something more substantial, like I see, I see how they were used and I get it. Cause it's like a way where you can kind of like relive that from excellent adventure, but not have Bill and Ted be the ones doing it. And then kind of like, it's almost like a passing of the torch. Like, I don't know if they're intending it maybe in the future that the daughters take over the franchise or something. Like, I don't know why you would need that. But it almost feels like that, where it's just like, well, they're the ones who are gonna gonna do these adventures now. And um, I don't know, like, I, would I want to see that movie? I don't think so. Will I see that movie? Yeah, for sure. Like, if that was <laughs> to come out, because I'd give it a chance. Like, I'd say these movies didn't burn me in any way, like where I wouldn't trust it to be like a good time. But mm-hmm. I just wish because they were both good and I, and I'm already a big fan of Samara weaving and I, I admittedly don't know a lot of stuff from the other actress, but no, I, I don't know. I just felt, I just felt like um, their role in the movie was less meaningful in the grand scheme until the very last, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, I agree. One of my negatives on the movie is just, I feel felt like they tried too hard to take beats from other, like older movies. And that's mainly, what I meant by that was that whole section with like them getting the people back. I think part of that was maybe they felt like they didn't want Keanu and Alex Winter to do the exact same thing as they had in the past, but they still wanted to have someone. So they're like, it's like, we're not going to take away attention from our, you know, what you came here to see. You came here to see Bill and Ted, but we do want this thing in our movie. Let's have these characters do it. But yeah, yeah, I, uh, I don't know for me. Like I kind of wanted to see something a little bit different it felt almost like kind of like Star Wars Episode 7 esque where I'm just like, oh, you're just remaking a movie. 
<laughs> you're taking new yeah. new characters and you're doing the same thing we saw already. They basically just remade a third of Excellent Adventure, a third of Bogus Journey, and then they put that in the middle of the movie, and then they sandwiched it between these these original parts at the beginning yeah. and end. Mm-hmm. Which it's not a huge negative for me. It is apparent. It's obvious. It's also the times we're living in. It's like they're doing a, that's the other thing. It's like when you're doing a sequel so far removed from the originals, I think because reboots are so big right now, I think a lot of times they're like, well, we, we want to give service to the fans that brought us here, but we also want to make it accessible for the younger audience who might not have the same familiarity with mm-hmm. the original movies, you know? So yeah. to retrod the, some of the same territory isn't as damaging when you're looking at the grand scheme of the wide viewership. For us, because we've seen the other movies, we immediately p- pick up on the, oh, they're just like repeating this. Whereas other people who don't have the same familiarity, who haven't had these movies in their life for as long as we have, they might they might be like, oh, cool. It's like they're doing the stuff from like the first movie, but like if they don't have the same kind of deeper connection to it, they're not as like upset by the repeating of it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Something else that like kind of, kind of bummed me out, but at the same time, like, uh, I don't really know. Like this, this was a negative for me, but I also kind of think it's part of the charm of the movie. There's some really bad visual effects in this movie, but I think that that, might be intentional like visual effects and also costumes because the robot costume is so bad. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that was kind of intentional, intentional though. I don't, yeah. I mean, I'll, Hey, I'll give him credit for it being practical effects. Yeah. Yeah. When he like transforms or whatever, like that looked really bad. There's a lot of really bad green screen though in the, like the third act of the movie when they're in a certain spot, I won't, won't spoil it. But I felt like it was probably, I haven't looked up the budget. It was probably a little bit of the budget. Also, probably, like I said, it's probably some of the charm. I was watching it. I was just like, that looks so bad. But it was almost so bad that it was making me laugh. So I was just like, it may have been intentional. (laughs) I think none of it bothered me because I was watching a lighthearted comedy as Mm -hmm. opposed to like if I saw some graphics like that in an action movie, in a sci-fi, whatever the case. I think it fit the tone of the movie where it's just like they knew they're like, well, we don't need to go insane and hire like Peter Jackson's company to do the fucking CGI in this Bill and Ted movie. Like it's okay if it's a little bit hokey, like we're revisiting a movie that was originally made in was Bill and Ted late eighties. I thought it was early nineties, but I can check it could, real quick. It could be. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember. I'm really bad at gauging like a lot of those early ones. I feel like Bill and Ted, the first one was like 89, maybe. 89 is the first one, and then 91 is the second one. Nice. I'm a fucking genius. Yeah, man. I really don't have a ton more on this movie. I don't know how much you have left. Not, <laughs> two, not much. Two things I did want to hit on. The product placement. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Some, yeah, I, I caught that. I caught the, guitar, the quick moments of that. Guitar Center must be loving this movie. Oh, I mean, this is a movie that's like made for that. Yeah. There's, there was another one earlier on. Oh, I can't remember what it was. I didn't write it down. Shit. There was like, they grabbed something off a table and it was just like blatantly 
like some restaurant logo, like a Burger King or something like that. <laughs> There's a few that I was just like, oh man, <laughs> you're really going in on the product placement. And uh hey, gotta pay for that movie. You do. The only the last thing that I wanted to get to, I think at times, and like I've said already, I actually I had a great time watching this. I had a lot of fun. At times though, like when the movie ended, it feels a little disposable. I don't know how you felt. I felt just kind of like, yeah, it was it was light and it was fun, but it's not something that's gonna like really stick with me. Like it'll just be something that like if it comes on TV, I'll be like, oh, this is something you can you can put on and smile at. But I don't know. It was. I don't think this is going to be something that like really would make me want to like rewatch it very frequently, if anything. <laughs> you know how I I described it. It's it's easily digestible, but I don't want to go back for seconds necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I, like it. It's it's like an easy meal, but it's not my first choice. If somebody was like, "Hey, it's." It's the Chinese food of movies for me. Chinese food for me, I never want it. I never want Chinese food. I'll never just be like, hey, let's get Chinese food. But if people are already getting Chinese food, I know I will be able to get something that I'll like, and it'll be fine. I won't hate it, but it's just not my first choice. And yeah. I think that's kind of how I feel about this. I I had a good time watching it. Um, nothing about it really, like, brought me down like I can I can point out some things that I'm like you know that's not the best thing in the world but it was none none of it ruined my viewing experience at all I had a really good time watching it but it doesn't have any like replay value for me like I have yeah. no reason to like revisit this so yeah it's just kind of it's kind of got like that feeling going on for me yeah like I said I I had I had fun I really enjoyed it but it's it, I don't think it's going to stick with me and maybe if you're like a diehard Bill and Ted fan, you won't feel that way. For me, like I said earlier, I was never like too big into them. I'd only seen them a handful of times. So for me, I was just like, yeah, they. I think they did the franchise justice. I think they did a good job with it. But for me, I'll probably I'll probably watch something else if I want to get a comedy. Yeah, I mean for this for this year, there's not really like a ton of comedies that we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for that, it's great. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm, I'm wondering what the the best comedy was this year so far. It's probably the wrong hmm. Missy, honestly. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe Sonic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I mean, we had big time adolescence and King of Staten Island and some others. Yeah. King of Staten Island is not probably, just Pete Davidson movies. <laughs> I was gonna say King of Staten Island is probably actually like my favorite like pure comedy. I think I think Butt Boy. I, I bring it up almost like every like three or four episodes. I think Butt Boy's hilarious though. But it's not like it's not that humor where you're right. laughing. It's not. Loud. It's a it's a comedy movie that is not made like a comedy movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah. You got anything else left on Bill and Ted Face the Music? You know, I actually do have one thing left. All right, hit hit me with it. I'm ready. I'm ready to take it. Um, I have my answer for tomato tomatoes. Oh, oh, tricked you. You thought oh, I had damn. another point to make. Damn. I got excited for a second. You stupid Fuck bitch. You. <laughs> <laughs> I like tomato. how we both went negative on that. Yeah. Tomato, 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 the critics, they're bringing this in at an 81%. 
Oh, okay. It's B minus. It's not bad. B minus. Tomato. Which way you think this is swinging? Tell me. I think it's gonna be higher, but only slightly. It's lower, you asshole. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it's a seventy-six. <laughs> oh, so C, C. Yeah, yeah. It's a. The critics are at a B minus. The audience is at a C. Interesting. You know what else is really interesting? I actually saw 31 movies this year because I'm looking at my list and I forgot <laughs> to write this down. <laughs> so we're tied now. Bringing it back. We can't stay yeah, on track I'm back, in, <laughs> I'm back in it, baby. <laughs> no, is that true? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I forgot to write this down. Uh, I know what my grade is. Uh, I'm going to go tomato. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the B minus, right? Correct. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna give this a B. Nice. Nice boy. Yeah. I had a good time. It's got its faults, but it overall, like, it's really not bad. Like, uh, I think if you're a fan of the Bill and Ted franchise, that this is a perfectly fine follow-up, you know, 30 years later. So yeah, I really don't have too much to complain about. It's just it's it's a B. Nice B for Bill. I'm yeah right there with you, except I'm going tomato and I'm going B minus. But again, okay, a B for Bill. So you're staying right on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right there. I uh, again, everything you just said. I think maybe it just resonated a little bit less with me because I haven't seen the movies as much as you have, but. Again, if you're a fan of the franchise, I think you're going to have fun with this. It is a fun movie, and uh, yeah, it's also awesome to see Keanu and anything you can do. So, <laughs> Yeah, more Keanu always, please. Yeah. Now, I wonder, I wonder if my viewing experience, because as I was watching it, I watched it on my computer, and uh, the distance between my computer and my bed is substantial enough where it's like I'm basically watching it on like a, you know, 16-inch TV. Yeah, as compared to like when I'm in my living room with my big ass mall fucking HD, you know, 4K MFR. It's like 60 plus inches of just fucking man on Pure the TV. Man. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you can't handle this TV, ladies. <laughs> ladies coming. What is they, happening? They, you like OLED? <laughs> OLED. <laughs> they look at it like. <laughs> can't handle it you turn right. on the subwoofer and you're like you want to hear the dogs bark <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a that's a lego batman thing actually that's in the lego movie but it's batman saying it but it's just will right. like in the bat mobile or whatever he's like want to hear the dogs music. bark <laughs> <laughs> oh will arnett being a douchebag is some of the funniest stuff in the world <laughs> but uh but no so i wonder if I would have enjoyed it more seeing it in a theater, because I think there were some moments in this movie that were on a grander scale than the previous two movies, just because of the times and because of the access they had to certain things. Like it seemed like some things were upscaled from the other movies or I'm like, you know what? That might've played better. Like in a theater, like I don't think this is a movie you necessarily have to see in the theater to enjoy. I think it's, I don't know if it would really add anything to it, but I just wonder if maybe my grade might have changed at all based on seeing it in a movie theater. Yeah. 
I really want to save the theater discussion for the next episode, but I will say this just throughout the whole pandemic and everything. I've come to the conclusion that there are movies that you don't need to see in movie theaters, but if you can go to movie theater, just do it. Like, I, I don't know. I've so much better. Yeah. Like the, the thing that I've realized is just the theater experience will just make any movie that much better. Like, and movies are made it's more to be, submersive. Yeah, like movies, regardless of what they are, are meant to be watched in the theater. And there's really good movies that I've watched this year on my computer or like you know on my iPad, and I still enjoyed them and stuff. But I just think it's just so much better just going to the theater. Even like we just reviewed New Mutants, and I thought that movie was trash, but I liked my experience in the theater. You know, so yeah. I mean, if this was playing in the theater. I totally would have gone and seen it. And I think, especially for us, just the virtue of our show, I feel like for me, it's so much better to watch it in the theater because it forces my attention in one direction. Mm -hmm. you know, it's dark. You get cozy in the seat. And the only thing you're doing is wa watching what's on the screen and listening to what you're hearing through those speakers. When I'm at home, it's like, you know, I might pause it and get up, go to the bathroom or I, you know, I'm getting text messages and it's like, there's too many distractions. I want the submersive experience. I want to be able to, you know, sit there and like, it's the whole, the whole experience of being in the theater. Like definitely the thing I missed the most in all of this, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk more about that. In one week's time, a.k.a. in like 15 to 20 minutes for us. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people are like listening to this episode and just like, God damn it, I wish it was Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling their fucking hair out. Like, what? I gotta wait a week? This episode probably came out three days late already. <laughs> uh, it's so nice, though, that to be talking about movies that like we actually, you know, had pegged to, you know, want to see. Like, we're excited about watching. I know. Yeah, yeah. We're not we're not stretching to find content now. We're not just like waiting for some random streaming movie, Eurovision. We're just <laughs> We're getting to talk about movies that we already wanted to talk about at the end of twenty twenty. Like we're getting into this territory where these are movies that we have been talking about for months now. Mm-hmm or in anticipating for months. A lot of movies that had gotten trailer parks months and months ago. So hopefully the theaters stay reopened. Hopefully New York reopens soon because uh, I saw Jersey opened. I, I looked on AMC. So Garden State's open again. But I don't want to reactivate my A-list until the theater closest to me is open because then I'll be able to abuse the shit out of it. Mm -hmm. and be back to three movies a week. And as much as I'd like to be a responsible American and do my part in staying home and preventing the spread of COVID-19, you already know my ass is going to be in the fucking theater three days a week again. Yeah. You cannot stop me. That's, I said to... Uh, I wear my mask. Today. I wear my mask everywhere. I hand sanitize. I wash my hands. I do not touch doors with my hands. I push them with my feet. Like... I am I am doing my part, but you will not stop me from going to the fucking movie theaters. I 
we'll talk about on the last episode, the, the specifics, but I will say this. And I mentioned on the new, new mutants episode, just how good Regal did with their, you know, social distancing, everything. I thought about this the other day. I felt more safe in the movie theater than I do almost any time I've gone out. Like if I'm at, I felt more safe at the movie theater than I did going grocery shopping. There's a few places over here, like that. I just like my apartment complex where I'm at right now. Like they did a way better job than most places do. Like, I don't know if malls are open or anything like that, but, or a restaurant, like I just, people were spread yeah. out. Everyone was wearing their mask. It wasn't like the rest bogus restaurant rules where it's like, you can wear your mask for two seconds while you walk in, then take it off. It was like, no, you have to wear it. Like, I think if you're not ready to go to the movies and you don't want to completely understandable, but just going things I think are, I think they've done a great job. Like I, I want to give credit where credit's due. I think they've done a great job to make it as safe as possible. And if anything, you know, hopefully the masks make it so people want to talk a little bit fucking less, which is especially great for people's health. If I'm in your movie theater, because that means you won't get the shit smacked out of your face. <laughs> I'm so happy you said that. And we'll, it'll be in the next week's episode. Motherfucker. I'm already mad about it and I wasn't even there. No, no, it's in a good way. Like I was the one that wanted to talk, but I had the mask on and I didn't want to talk because I had the mask on. Right. It's hard to hear people with the mask. Well, no, it's not hard to hear people. It's hard to understand people when they're when they got the masks on. Yeah. I'll tell you in the next episode what it is. There was something that I was like I wanted Brianna to know so bad while it was happening, but I was just like <laughs> I'm wearing the mask. <laughs> I don't Yeah. So gotta hold it together man <laughs> well hell yeah we're we're stoked i'm stoked you're stoked we're all stoked i hope the swampies are stoked that they're getting some real reviews again because mm-hmm. it was a we went on a hot streak of not actually giving you guys any actual reviews <laughs> we were just we're gonna play games basically we're gonna have a three-hour episode where we jerk off to our favorite movies mm-hmm that that list, by the way, has changed like dramatically. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, I'll, like after the episode came out, and uh, like I've had some people message me, or like I'll see somebody, like another friend, is watching a different movie, and I'm like, "How the fuck did I leave that off of my list?" Like, I, there's probably out of that list of 50 movies, I'd probably take 20 of them off and replace them with something else already. Mm-hmm. And it's been like we're only one month removed. Yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> We said on that episode, though, that we're like, this is going to change like right afterwards. So we told you, we told you it was going to happen. It was a disclaimer. So yeah. shut up. We're not lying. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it the other day and I was like, how the fuck wasn't this movie on it? How the fuck wasn't this movie on it? <laughs> and and they I don't even know even, myself. I was going to say, and they weren't even movies that you had mentioned either. Like they were just movies that just slipped my mind that. I don't even think I've really mentioned on this show that much that I was just like, damn, that's definitely top 50. What the fuck? So, oh, well, it's hard. <laughs> oh, well, I don't yeah. care. Ne- Who gives a shit? Yeah. Next time we'll do a hundred a piece. Yeah. We'll have all bases covered until the next day. Yeah. We have, we have about 90, what? 96 episodes or so before we have to worry about another one of these big hundredth episodes, 200th episode. So we should take the time and utilize it wisely 
and plan for something like that. But knowing oh, yeah. us, we will wait until the week before and we go, <laughs> oh shit, we're it's about to be our 200th episode. What the hell are we going to do? And then realize, wait a minute, it's also our birthday. Like, what are we going to do? That was, um, you know what though? Those two episodes came at the right time because there was no movies to review. That is true. There's no movies and there were no new movie trailers, so we couldn't yeah. couldn't do either of those it, segments. It worked out well, even though I'm sure listening to it was probably a grind. <laughs> Maybe the three hour one. No, I think um I think the Swampies loved it. Because it makes me feel better to think that they loved it. But also we did get a few people who messaged us, so uh, you know, we always love hearing from you guys. It's always good to know that you're out there, but it's also really fun to hear your guys' opinions on these things, whether you checked it out because we talked about it or you checked it out and now you listen to us. And we like to hear if you agree or disagree. So hit us up on social media, at 2 Reviews. Go to 2 com. Most importantly, go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star written review. And we're going to have to set up another giveaway real soon. Yeah. But everybody who leaves a written review, gives us five stars on Apple, is entered. And -hmm. if you've done this already in the past, you're automatically in the the runnings to win some free swag. But we like sending out free swag. We like setting mile markers. You want to say 100 when we hit 100 reviews? Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I, um... We're over halfway. We are over halfway to that goal already, so it's not it's not too crazy. I feel like we haven't stressed it a lot. Like we always say, like, give us the five star reviews. There's a goal that we have where that is like that needs to happen. So tell your friends if you're just like, hey, you got an iPhone, <laughs> just take it and send us a review. It'll be just so important. A- <laughs> It'll be so important for us. Like we really yeah, every we, every time we get one of those, we're so stoked because we have a goal in mind, and when we hit it, we're really hoping that you know we'll be able to do a lot of bigger things for the show. So, yeah, man, any reviews on iTunes is huge for us. But in general, we like hearing from you and everyone who supports the show. It's awesome hearing from a lot of people. We've been hearing from a lot of people in our you know Instagram messages and stuff. So yeah, for sure, love love talking to the Swampies. And, you know, we say we say it's big for us. It is big for us. It would be great for us to hit the goal that we're looking for. But if that happens, it's going to pay off for the Swampies, too. Like, it's just going to make it's going to make everything better for everybody. Mm hmm. Yeah. So yeah. so and it doesn't take long. It doesn't hurt anybody. All it does is help, and especially in these uh, these pandemic days. If you're home, take two seconds and give us that thing. And then down the road, shit's just going to get. Cooler and cooler, because that's what we do. We're just fucking cool. We're just gonna throw you money. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start throwing you like pennies, half pennies, <laughs> some some doubloons, ruples, <laughs> galleons. <laughs> All right, we're getting off the rails. We are. We are. But yeah, you know, you know, we're here for you. You know, if you if you need a shoulder to cry on, or a Fucking hill to die on. The two dudes are all the way. I love that. <laughs> Print it on a t-shirt, bitch. <laughs> you need a shoulder to cry on or a hill to die on? <laughs> yep. I've always said that. My ass is the hill to die on. 
that's a hill I'll die on. Yeah, I know. For I, sure. I know you, little you dog. <laughs> woof, woof, baby. <laughs> woof, woof, indeed. <laughs> woof, woof, indeed. <laughs> oh, we got to do a whole episode of those characters. We really should. Next sports movie. That Another comes reason out. to go to our Instagram. Go look at our pinned. Uh, Instagram stories and watch the those brackets. We maybe we'll do another bracket soon. Yeah, yeah. We have a like we said earlier, we blocked out our schedule, so there's a few opportunities where we could do that. So we'll 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 figure out a theme. Figure out a theme. We'll figure it out for sure. And uh, you guys stay posted on us. And until then, uh, suck it, you swampies. <laughs>